Today, we will be speaking with Leandro Sanz. He will get us started with an introduction about himself, and we'll jump into the talk about private firms and unicorn status. Enjoy. Okay, so my, my name is uh, Leandro Sanz. I am a PhD in finance uh, candidate at Ohio State University. Uh, prior to uh, joining Ohio State, I used to be a quantitative research analyst at the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond, uh, where I spent five years uh, doing mostly uh, stress testing. What does it mean for a VC-funded firm to achieve unicorn status? So a firm achieves uh, unicorn status when its pro forma valuation um, reaches uh, $1 billion uh, or above. And why have there been so many firms that have been achieving this status? Yeah, so... Um, so our paper um, uh, addresses uh, this question. So basically, um, we have uh, two answers for that. Uh, one is that um, private private equity markets have uh, changed in a way that allows uh, firms uh, to uh, seek uh, more financing uh, than they used to uh, be able to, uh, which allows them to grow larger um, and so, you know, that way, because of these, um, because of how private equity markets have evolved, uh, 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 this allows uh, this firm uh, to reach unicorn status. Uh, but in addition, we also explore um, that, uh, you know, another uh, mechanism for this, which is that uh, these uh, firms uh, or the shareholders of these firms themselves uh, might find it valuable uh, to have the status. And, uh, or answer is that uh, a specific characteristics, uh, the uh, intangible assets, organizational capital uh, firms may have, uh, or firms that uh, rely on network uh, effects. Um, so these kinds of firms um, find this uh, unicorn status uh, valuable. Um, and the reason uh, that they do uh, that they do so uh, is, you know, for, uh, for example, a firm that right, it's developing a new technology uh, that might uh, uh, require network effects uh, so that, you know, it might be uh, profitable. Uh, for this kind of firm, um, it's useful to remain private longer because um, it uh, diminishes uh, the risk that uh, this new technology's innovation uh, uh, might be copied uh, by other firms. And so, um, this ability uh, to, to remain private longer and grow uh, large, right? A company with a billion uh, plus valuation um, is valuable um, in this sense, right? It, it allows this organizational capital, these intangible assets to be developed uh, while uh, there is a minimal risk um, uh, from disclosure of, of information. Can you talk more about the evolution of the private equity market and what has allowed for there to be greater access to financing? Yeah, so uh, traditionally, um, right, uh, in private equity markets, or at least in the kinds of firms that we're uh, focusing on, uh, the, the, the investors of these firms have been um, sort of this uh, venture capitalists, right, that have a fixed um, investment horizon. Um, and so, and were uh, previously restricted in uh, sort of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the number of investors uh, that these deals uh, uh, could have and the amount of uh, financing that could be provided. 
but this has uh, been relaxed um, uh, over the last, uh, you know, uh, 20 years or so. And so now you can have other kinds of investors that come in at later uh, stages of uh, financing. And so, uh, for example, you can have um, asset management companies, right, that come in uh, at later stages. And so the flow of capital um, has increased, uh, right? Uh, with these uh, greater diversity of investors, uh, you have less restrictions, uh, uh, right? Different horizons, and so. Um, uh, this additional uh, capital that, that is flowing into uh, uh, these markets uh, allows uh, these uh, firms to, to grow larger. And you mentioned this greater flow of capital, but if it gets to the point where more and more firms are beginning to achieve this unicorn status, will that make it less significant? Although you did mention that there are benefits to having this status. You know, one way to interpret it is whether, right, is this uh, just um, overvaluation, right? Um, do, do we really, uh, you know, is there uh, something fundamental about these firms uh, that uh, make, it, make it so that this unicorn status is valuable for them? So th this is a, a really important question and one that we try to address um, in the paper. So, you know, for example, one of the things that we find is that even though um, valuations have been high uh, in the market generally, uh, there has been a reluctance uh, from these firms uh, to go public, right? If you, you know, if, we're, if, you, if you were to think that, um, you know, this is uh, not really something about the firms themselves, something that is, uh, you know, driven by a specific characteristics, you might expect, right? Uh, you know, for example, if this is just uh, too much capital floating to these markets, which is uh, inflating these valuations, then you might expect uh, these firms to exit at a high rate, right? When they reach uh, this kind of high valuations, but that is not what we find. What we find instead is that these firms um, actually um, uh, uh, hesitate uh, from exiting or you know exit later, uh, even when uh, uh, market valuations in general are high. Despite this mention of the increased flow of capital. Was this something that occurred largely due to other economic trends um, and just the large amount of capital that was inserted into the economic system uh, throughout 2020 and 2021? Uh, and is this now going back down? Or do you think this flow of capital is something that will remain increasing despite the stock market being down and a lot of other markets being down as well? Yeah, um, yeah, for, for sure. So the, this uh, question of whether, um, right, uh, these decreasing capital and what it means for these kinds of companies, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit um, sort of outside of the scope of our research because, right, we stop, um, uh, but throughout the sample, right, uh, especially in the, in the later uh, years, um, uh, um, I, mean, I mean, we had sort of a bull, a bull market, uh, but, um, our our um, hypothesis, our explanation is is about um, you know fund a fundamental characteristics of these kinds of firms that makes it valuable to achieve this status. And so, you know, I would expect that um, even as market conditions uh, change, uh, right valuations may not be as high. Uh, you would uh, still see uh, uh, these um, uh, unicorn firms. Uh, because again, uh, uh, 
our key explanation is that uh, firms uh, find this valuable not just because um, uh, of of misvaluation, but because uh, right something about uh, the fundamental business um, uh, being uh, the organizational capital, the intangible assets that they want to build. Um, it, this is um, uh, it is beneficial for them to do that while uh, they're private. And you keep on mentioning how valuable the idea of unicorn status can be to a company, but does this have the risk of creating a bubble or a situation where even in an economic downturn, people are still, there's still investors uh, putting capital into this firm just to achieve the status while not actually valuing the company for its product uh, and what it can actually provide? Yeah, I mean, oh, there's always uh, right the 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 risk um, of right. So this again, this goes back to to the previous questions. I think um, about this idea that uh, there may be uh, right misvaluation um, uh, in the market, and you know, this is um, of course an important question. Uh, but again, the, some of the evidence that we find in, is uh, a little bit. Um, inconsistent uh with this idea because you know if uh, uh right so for example we find that um uh, unicorn uh status is much more likely uh, uh to be there when uh, you know for firms of a particular uh business models uh, such as firms that for example uh deliver uh, their products to the through the internet uh, where uh, scale effects and network effects are particularly important so these this kinds of um, uh, sort of specific predictions about the characteristics of the firm, or, or rather the specific results that we find, which correlate with unicorn status, make, uh, make us confident that uh, our story is one that is different from just uh, uh, misvaluation. There's another question that you touch upon in your research. Which private firms are more likely to become unicorns? Yeah, so uh, as I was mentioning um, in, in the previous um, answer, uh, so having, uh, uh, you know, firms that, uh, that rely on, on uh, network effects or scale effects, uh, for example, those firms that um, uh, deliver their products to the internet, uh, you know, for example, uh, these uh, platforms, uh, online platforms uh, where services and products are provided, um, also, um, uh, is, is concentrated, um, uh, in particular in industries, um, uh, and, um, um, uh, and, and, uh, and organizational capital, right? So, uh, it, these, um, uh, firms that have, uh, a lot of, uh, intangible assets that are hard to protect. Uh, with uh, patents uh, and uh, right, and so that uh, instead uh, need to be um, sort of protected by um, uh, keeping the information about these kinds of assets um, private. And going back to an earlier point about this massive shift and how the private equity uh, world has changed. What do you think are a lot of misconceptions that have come out of this change and that you feel that people often misinterpret what the change has done for private equity and private firms? 
so, sometimes uh, the, the connotation in which uh, uh, these kinds of markets are discussed um, is, a, is a negative one. For example, these kinds of firms uh, or these kinds of investors are you know, uh, high uh, risk uh, uh, seeking investors and so on. But you know, these kinds of investment uh, can be uh, right, very helpful for the economy as a whole because uh, right, they can um, uh, lean to uh, increase uh, employment, uh, economic activity. These are, uh, uh, again, uh, firms uh, that for which uh, providing capital um, uh, is important for their development. And uh, some of those firms uh, may not exist had these changes in private equity market um, uh, not occurred. And moving forward, do you think that the unicorn status and the change that's already occurred with the greater flow of capital will continue to increase or do you think there will be a change in how the system works? I mean, taking into consideration, right, the changes uh, just in the economy in general and, right, uh, potential future changes that may occur in financial markets, uh, right, the the funding, um, the ability, the, 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 the flow of funding may change, uh, right, for different reasons, which uh, may affect the financing of these firms, but, as, as I said, because uh, our story is about these fundamental um, characteristics of firms, which if anything, uh, we might expect uh, uh, these uh, new uh, kinds of firms uh, to be more prevalent um, uh, in the future, uh, then you know, I would think that uh, this unicorn phenomenon is one that would continue. Uh, again, uh, conditional on the state of, of, of financial markets. So for example, if uh, uh, the flow of capital uh, sort of reduce uh, uh, in general, right? And also in private, in, in private equity markets, of course, we might expect the number of unicorns uh, to decrease as, as this capital dries up. But in general, I think the, the, the answer, the mechanism that would document is a, again, a fundamental one and, and one that is likely to continue and likely uh, will increase in importance uh, in the future.